Good morning, Coosa Valley family. How y'all doing this morning? So good to see y'all this morning. It's, and it's good to be in God's house to come and worship and praise Him. Ain't that what it's about? To come come together to worship, praise Him, and, and to, to dive in together into His Word and to take and feed off that. Can I get an amen? It's, it's so good to be in God's house and to, to serve Him and to, to be together. That, that, that's, that's important too, to be together with like mind, with family, with friends who want to worship together. So church, if everybody would, let's go ahead. Let's stand this lovely Sunday morning. I know it's, it's uh, for, for me, if, if y'all are like me, I, I, I woke up a little tired this morning. But let me tell you something. Even if you wake up a little tired, God is the one of rejuvenation. He's the one that can fill us up. He is the one that can pour out and give us what we need to be sustainable for the day. So let today, as, as we go into worship this morning, let's, 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 let's give God thanks for what he's given us today so far. And let's praise him and give him thanks for what is to come as well. And let's praise and worship him this Sunday morning. So let's pray, church. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for Lord allowing us to wake up this very Sunday morning and to be able to come to your house, God, to be able to come and worship you together in this in this place. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as, as we move, as we move it through the service, God, that, Lord, you, Lord, God, uh, just pour out your anointing, God, in every single way, Lord, from, from the preaching, God, Lord, that you anoint the pastor, God, anoint the words, Lord. Let it be said, Lord, from you to him to us, that, Lord, that what you need us to hear today. God, I pray that you also anoint the worship and the, the musicians and the singers as they, as they lead us into a, a celebration of worship to you, God. Lord, I thank you and I ask that you, Lord, pour out your anointing on everybody here listening to my voice on live stream or, or, or here in this service today, that, Lord, you will, Lord, speak to them. Lord, speak to them in a way like you have never spoken before. God, speak to them a new word, a fresh word, a rejuvenation, God, into their life this very day. God, I thank you again for everything that you've provided, and I thank you for what is yet to come. Lord, you are the Lord, you are Lord God, Jehovah Jireh, and I know that, Lord, you, Lord, will provide every need in every step, and you will guide our steps today. So, Lord God, we give it to you, and we ask, Lord, that you just, Lord, pour yourself out in a miraculous, mighty, wonderful, and, Lord, great and outstanding way today. In Jesus' heavenly name, amen and amen. Church, remain standing as we worship this morning. Yes, amen. Let's worship him in song this morning.
Say the name of Jesus. 
connected with our church but church just in our church family we have many that are sick stomach bug going around just all sorts of sickness told them in Sunday school ask people if they got any kind of stay home never in a million years did I dream I'd be asking people to stay but don't just stay home join us on live feed this morning in the state of Alabama just, just in our state Almost a dozen churches. Some have not had service in one week. Some, no services in two weeks. Some, no services in three weeks. Some have not even been able to do live feed because the pastor and those that would do that in the church are sick with COVID. And they're very, very weak. Since all of this started, and I've brought this up a couple of times, since all of this with the COVID sickness has started, the state of Alabama has had the death of many, many pastors and some retired ministers in our church, in our denomination. There's a lot that's been going on. One church today, almost half of their congregation has got COVID. There's a lot going on of sickness. But I also know a mighty big God. Amen. This is not a time of, oh, it's a political thing, or it's this or that, or there's all of these conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm tired of all of it. I'm tired of sickness as well. I'm also tired of spiritual sickness. Amen? What is spiritual sickness? Those that are using things that's going on as an excuse. I'm tired of all of it. I know a mighty big God. At this time, would you join me in prayer? We're going to take a moment. We're going to pray over these needs. We're going to pray over those that are sick. Not only with this church.
but those pastor friends of mine that are not where they want to be this morning. They want to be in church. But they're at home and they can't because they're so weak. Those families has had deaths connected with them because of COVID. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for this church that God continue to have His hand upon this church family. Would you join with me for a few moments in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, God, I'm asking you, Father, I'm asking you to move. God, you see the sickness, this physical sickness that has swept across our nation. Father, you see those that are sick. Those are the physical, but also those with a spiritual sickness. And God, this morning I'm praying. I pray, Father God, that you would move in a mighty way. God, at the very mention of your name, of your son's name, healing can come forth. Father, at the very mention of your son's name, sickness would have to go, both physical and spiritual sickness. So this morning, there's a remnant of people sitting here at the Coosa Valley Church of God that is calling out on your son's name to drive away the fear, to drive away sickness. God, that you would calm the tears and the fears of each one. God, at the very mention of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, God, we call on His name. We say the name of Jesus. God, we're claiming for healing. God, we're claiming for deliverance. God, we're claiming for restoration. God, I thank You right now for what You've done and what You're going to continue to do in our midst. We praise You this very day. In Jesus' precious in Jesus is holy. In Jesus' righteous name we pray today. And all of God's children say, Jesus. Oh, come on, church. Say, Jesus. Oh, come on. Y'all know I'm deaf. Say, Jesus. I don't think life ain't hurt you. Say the name, Jesus. Would you give God a great hand clap of praise this morning? As you're being seated today, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our praise team. Thank you to each one. I'm so glad to see where she is. Oh, there she is. Y'all, we got a guest this morning. Would somebody please give her a visitor's card? <laughs> hey, your home address is still here. She ain't listening to me no more. Uh, we're so glad to have each one here today. I know that we have almost half of our congregation is not here due to sickness. Join us on live feed. I thank you so very much for being a part of our church services this morning through our live feed. I'm glad that we have this ability to be able to share the gospel. Amen. Uh, really quickly, just want to remind you if you 
I don't know why. You want to follow along with the sermon outline that I never stay with? You're welcome to do so. It is on our website. The address is on the screen. You're welcome to follow along and, and you can take notes and email it to yourself and that way you can go back and read over those. So uh, that is available to you. This morning, if you have your Bibles, you will turn with us again to the book of Jude. The book of Jude, verse 21 through 24. The book of Jude, chapter 1, only has one chapter. Oh, but Brother Andy, you preached out of chapter 2 before. Jude, verse 21 through 24. Look at what it says with us this morning. It says, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh or by fleshly desires. Verse 24. Now to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling, to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy. We've the, I've dated this outline four times. The first one, we did not, did not have any. There was no, no preaching that service. That's an awesome service. The second Sunday, was able to start digging into it. Last Sunday, something really different. So we're going to continue to take a look. And the thought process that we're looking at is how the blessings of Pentecost can be kept. If the question is, how can it be kept? The question also is, can we lose it? And the answer is yes, but it is also no at the same time. How can it be yes and no? Well, yes, undoubtedly, we can lose something that we've received from God, right? We can lose the things from God, that we receive from God. How do we do that? When we step away from the areas that God wants us, this is going to be more teaching, I think. And so I want you to really get into this. When God gives you something, there is stipulations to that. You go for employment, and you get the job. I'm not going to ask if anybody just sits down on their job. I made that mistake a few weeks ago. And a bunch of you said yes. So I ain't asking that one no more. But the question is, is if you go to your job and you have, they have expectations of what you need to do on that job, right? You have a job, you've got expectations. Some of those expectations may be sitting down. But most of the time, you have a job to do. Some, you may be reading upwards of 4,000 plus lines on a spreadsheet trying to find errors. That's tedious. That's time consuming. And it is very tiring on the mind. I'm going to tell you straight up. Some, 
You're driving from point A to point B and you're trying to help those that are on a job site. Others may be answering the telephone, keeping up with paperwork. There's many things that we do on our jobs. You do those because you have an expectation that at the end of the week, end of two weeks, end of the month, there's going to be a reward for what you've done. Now, some would say it's not enough, and I get all of that. But at the end of, the, end of that pay period, you want a piece of paper handed to you, or you want to be able to pick up your telephone. It's up here somewhere. And you want to be able to open up the mobile app on your phone and say, ooh, deposit. How many of you go to your job and do that job and you expect no paycheck? <laughs> we expect something in return for the work we're doing, right? Well, guess what? God has given us a blessing. That blessing is the Holy Spirit and He is, has an expectation from us to do the work that God has called us to do. To live the lifestyle that God has called us in. And when we're following the directions that is laid out by God, we can keep the blessings of God. I don't know about you, but I like the blessings of God. Amen? I know there's been times that I, and I know you have as well, you've gone through troubles and you've gone through trials. You've gone through things. And it was a hard time. It was a hard decision. But think back on those times when you've gone through the troubles and the trials of life before you got saved or before you received the Holy Spirit in your life. Compare the two. There is no comparison. Yes, you still went through troubles. You still go through trials. But with the Holy Spirit in your life helping you, boy, what a difference that that relationship makes. We inquire on how to keep the blessings from God. The Scripture tells us plainly how to keep. And the cost of keeping the Holy Spirit in our lives. Paul tells us in his letter to 1 Timothy, he tells us he is able to keep my deposit. The good thing is, when God has deposited things into our lives, the Holy Spirit, as long as we follow and stay in the will of God, guess what? We get to keep that that God's given to us. So there's some that would say that there's too much that God asks us for. The Bible plainly tells us that God is not going to require more on us than we're able to bear. Oh, but Brother Andy, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I faced. No, I sure don't. And you don't know what I faced. You don't know the things I've gone through. You don't know the heartache that I have faced. And I'm here to tell you, there's no 
sense in anybody trying to compare what one has gone through over the other. Because it's just as detrimental to you as what I'm facing is to me. But the only difference is, have you allowed God to take charge of what you're going through? There's many times, don't, don't, don't tell me you don't do it because we're all human we all do it. We face things and we start to solve the problem ourselves. We forget, Brother Andy, that ain't in the outline, and you're surprised. We forget at times, we forget at times when we start to face something, something just triggers and kicks in and we start trying to deal with it ourselves and we forget to go to God. We forget that God's there and is able to help us and to keep us. God's able to undergird us with strength and encouragement. Go back to the last verse in Jude. Verse 24, it says... Now unto Him who is able to keep you and I. God is able to keep us. We just have to allow Him. I hear this question often. More often than I ever thought I would. From church people. Why did God... Allow me to face what I have faced. I didn't say the person was saved or not saved. Because for this, this example, that is not there. I don't want that to be a focus. But what I want us to focus on, no matter what you've gone through, now to Him who is able to keep you. I've sat by the bedside of a family, of families that has had the death of a spouse, a parent, a child. I've sat there and I've talked with that family after the death has occurred. And I'm able to tell them, I have no idea why God decided that right here and right now was the time to take your loved one home to glory. I don't know why. I can't answer that. And I'll be honest with you. Anybody that says they can, I'd love to talk to them. I'd love for them to explain to me how that they know better than God. Because I don't, I've asked the, Brother Andy, we can't question God. Let me tell you something. I've sat by the bedside of my family members. When they've gone through pain and agony, and I've questioned, I've said, God, why are you allowing them to face what they're going through? They've served you Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, think I, I don't think I'm mean and ugly with this. I'm like, God, please either help them not to face pain or go ahead and take them on to glory. 
Oh, that's bad. No. Would you want to face pain and agony here or go ahead and step on to glory? I don't know about you, but heaven is so much sweeter today than it was yesterday. Brother Andy, you trying to rush it? No, because I still have loved ones here. But I can't, that it's not saved. But what I do know is I don't know the answer why we as Christians face the things we face. I don't know why we face the circumstances we go through. I don't know why our church family, some in our church family that here on live feed, I don't know why some of you over the six and a half years we've been here, close enough, some of you have lost jobs. Some of you have had, had things going on on jobs and you've had to change jobs. Some have had financial, major financial issues. Some have had sickness and pain. and Some have had car wrecks and been in the hospital for weeks and weeks and months. Some like Brother Keith right now in, in the hospital. Things happen. Nobody, medical science can't even explain it yet. Some of you have had the death of loved ones. And guess what? I have no idea why. But I do know one thing. God is able to keep us. God is able... I think two people got that. I hope live feed caught that. God is able to keep us from stumbling and to remain blameless. My throat's getting stronger, Brother Tony. You better just hang on. God is able to keep us from stumbling and to remain blameless. And also, we get to keep great joy. I'm going to tell you something, church. I've got the Holy Spirit of God living inside of me. And I don't really care about the trials and the troubles that comes my way. I don't care about the stumbling blocks the devil throws in my path. I don't care about how that the devil might, hurt, might try to tear me down, try to destroy my life. I know one thing, the devil can throw it, but God is able to keep me from stumbling. God's able to keep us. But we've got to trust in Him. You want the blessings of God? Then we've got to trust in God. So let's go on. Let's look at this thing. We've already talked about God gave it. Jesus gave it. So He's fighting for us to keep it. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father. He, he's making intercession for you and I. Why? Because Jesus 
is God the Son? And it was also made man. He's faced trials. He's faced temptation. He's faced struggles of life. And guess what? He said, Jesus looked at the devil eyeball to eyeball. I'm going to tell you something. Church, you better get these words ingrained in your mind. If you need to, take a tithe envelope and write these words down so you can remember them. Get your phone out and text it to yourself. Brother Andy, we can't have our phones during church. Y'all do know that the computer systems here records when you play Tetris during church. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, it don't. Boy, that would be something, wouldn't it? I know how good some of you doing on your farms on, on Facebook, okay? I'm kidding, y'all, I'm kidding. But if you need to, text these words to yourself. Jesus said these words... Man shall not live. Come on, somebody help me. Man shall not live by just a couple of crumbs. But man, that ain't what the King James Version says. No, that's the DAL Version. The DAL version says, man shall not live by just a little devil, do you? Man shall not live by just a little crumbs, but man shall live by the whole word of Almighty God. I feel my throat getting stronger. But what did he say next? He didn't look the devil, the devil eyeball to eyeball and say, won't you come and dine with me? I'm going to tell you something. There's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of church folks that's dining with the devil. I didn't say that we, didn't, we can't hang around sinners because I'm going to tell you something. You need to hang around sinners. Why? Because Jesus even went into the tax collector's office and he sat down and he had a meal with him. How else is the Son of God going to reach a sinner? Y'all, I feel a little bit of a fluctuation of the Spirit up here. I'm supposed to teach a little bit. But too many times, church folks will invite the devil right on into their home and say, I'm going to have a relationship with both. But Jesus did not say that. He said, he looked the devil, I bought, I bought, and he said, get thee behind me. It's time for some church folks to, st- to stand on a solid rock foundation. And start telling the devil, get behind me. I ain't got no use for you. My God in heaven above, I hope somebody's catching something. Ah, come on now. Somebody said that's why I'm bald, because I rubbed my head. It might be.
How did Jesus give you the blessings of God? He gave that on account of our faith. I've got the faith of the grain of mustard seed. I can look to a mountain and tell that mountain get thee up from here and move over somewhere else because I'm coming on through. I'm going to tell you something church it's high time that the church start looking at all of these all of these uh, spiritual mountains, all of these mountains that stands in our way all of these things that would make a hindrance and instead of embracing them and saying oh I don't want to offend you I want to hang on to this mountain it's time we start looking at them and say you better get out of my way because I'm coming through but here's the thing what we've got to understand is if the faith of a grain of mustard seed that's a small seed the Bible tells us that our faith needs to grow I can't grow my faith lest I build my faith. I took my glasses off. Everybody left, didn't they? Oh, y'all still here. I got to build my faith. How do I build my faith? Faith cometh by Faith cometh by. Y'all, I'm deaf. Faith cometh by. Hearing. Hearing the Sports Illustrated magazine. Now. Hearing the menu at favorite restaurant. No. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of God. If you think for a moment that you can live this life and, and do as you please and think you could go about your life and do whatever you want to do and you do not have to get a hold of the word of God, how miserable your life must be. Now I'm going to put my glasses back on and see if anybody's sticking their tongue out at me. What we've got to grab a hold of is this. You want to live a good life? Get a hold of the Word of God. You want to get the blessings of God? Get a hold of the Word of God. You want to keep the blessings? Get a hold of God. Y'all, I think I've said this maybe once. Maybe. If I hadn't, you're going to hear it the first time. Too many are utilizing things that are going on in this world to be able to have an excuse not to come to church. I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm done with it. I'm over it. It's got to go. Oh, but Brother Andy, if we're sick, what if I, you sick, you stay home. You run in a fever, stay home. You run into the bathroom. 
But just because you are running a spiritual fever. Hello? The best place to be is in the house of God. You want to keep the blessing? Oh, somebody just told me online. I guarantee you somebody just said. They probably text it. I can't get text during preaching, okay? I'll read them later. Somebody just texted me and said, quit talking about me. If you think I'm talking about you, then that must be the Holy Spirit bringing something in. Because I promise you, I ain't thinking about nobody right now. I, I, I've been preaching since I, was not, uh, since I was 15, been in pastoral since 19, and since I'm only 22 years old, With 20 years of shipping and handling. That's 27 years of preaching. Wow. Have I got that right? I ain't got enough fingers and toes. Count that up. Heard a lot of excuses. But one of the biggest things that I've told God. Is I, I, don't, I, I want all of them out of my mind when I'm preaching. I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about them while I'm preaching. I don't, want to, I don't want to think about all that stuff while I'm preaching. I want it gone. So if you think I'm talking about you, you better get a hold of God. Jesus kept, gave it to us. We can keep the blessing by, by building our faith in Christ. Jesus keeps this blessing in fellowship with Him. You want to keep the blessing, you got to have a fellowship with God. You got to have a relationship with God. If I want to eat my wife's banana pudding, it was good. There's got to have been a relationship. Hello? Is everybody with me? Anybody confused? Come on now. What we must get in our minds is God. Y'all, I hear, y'all, I, I get this. Y'all got to get this. No, this ain't in the outline. You got to write this one down. This is that place where you can write notes. What you've got to understand is this. People will quote this verse to me and they take it so far out of context it ain't even funny. God... Somebody quoted it this morning, and I know why he quoted it. Yes, hallelujah. And God's working on your desire. People will quote this verse to me, and they'll say, The Bible says God will give me the desires of my heart. Yay! And my desire is this, and this, and this, and this. Glory! God can only give the desires of your heart to you if there's a relationship with Him. And at that time, your, your desires will line up and be in tune with God. Come on! But Brother Andy, He knows what I need before we ask. Yeah, if you've got the relationship. Me, me and Sister Carrie has been married for 18 years. Plus years. 
Half of you just said, oh my to her. Why? The other half said, I'm praying for her. Please do. When I'm fixing, I'm fixing to tell you all this, and every one of you is going to start watching for it from now on. I guarantee you. Katie has been our daughter for 15. She's 15 years old. So she's, she's been adopted into what I'm fixing to tell you. Because I can do the same thing with her. We can pretty much look at each other. And we pretty much know what the other one is saying. We can be on the total opposite side of the sanctuary. And me and sister, and this has happened. Me and sister Carrie can make eye contact. And we just read each other's mail. And our thought, oh y'all are mind reading. No, we've got a relationship. And we know by the certain facial expressions what's going on. And we know if we've got to rescue the other one. Now, now every one of y'all going to be watching those facial expressions. Y'all going to try to figure it out. You can't. Miss Katie's been our daughter. She's, she's born 15 years ago. She's gotten to where she can read things too. Why? I'm telling y'all this for a reason. Y'all listen to me. Y'all, y'all listen to this. Y'all watch this. Why? Because there's a relationship. Did anybody hear me? I'm so tired of religion. Can I say that one again? I am tired of religion. I want a relationship. Religion gets you nowhere. Relationship gets you a banana pudding. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And not a small one either. Man, y'all, that pan was this big. Can I have some? No, you can't. There's just a little left. <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to be in so much trouble when I leave today. Why? Because when that relationship is there. Hello? Well, how does God give you the desires of your heart? How, do God, how does God know what you need before you ask? Because there is a relationship. Why did God leave me? God didn't leave you. You left the relationship. Why am I going through this? And it feels like God is a million miles away. Because the relationship has been broken a million miles away. You must maintain the relationship. Oh, do I got to quote this one? Okay, I will. God, God keeps us on the path of a blessing because of our something that nobody likes to hear because of one little word. It's called obedience. 
Hello? God is wanting us to follow Him and the plan that He has for our lives. But too many times, we like to take control of the plan for our lives. And we tell God, you're not going fast enough. We tell God, you better move out of the way because I know better than you. To that person I say, I really didn't know that you was there when the stars and the moon was put in place. I didn't know you was there when the Grand Canyon was made by the finger of God. I didn't know that you helped God create the hippopotamus. But since you was there, I'd love for you to answer me, why did God create the snake and the fleas? Come on now. What we must understand is if God put the stars and the moon in place and He did not have your help then, I can promise you God knows better for your life than you do. God is wanting our obedience. God is wanting obedience in many areas and many things of our lives. i got to really do this. Okay, I will. Let me get behind the pulpit so if somebody throws something. That door unlocked. Okay, good. People will ask me. I hope everybody's... I, I hope there's people on live feed hearing this too. Y'all need to hear this. People will ask me, why is my life in shambles? Why has my life turned upside down? Why is my finances not where they need to be? Why is this happened? Why has this happened? Why has this happened? My question first and foremost is if you made God number one in all areas of your life. You want God to bless you physically, then you need to get a hold of God and start praying and seeking God. You want God to bless you spiritually? How many times do you dig into the Word? Brother Andy, I would love to see God do the things that I've heard that He used to do. Where have you been at church? We've had some outstanding services. Do you know how that happens? It happens because the pastor prays and prays and he brings us straight on into glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. No, the whole church has got to get a hold of the mighty hand of God. We all have got to start praying and seeking the face of God. Sunday to Sunday. Oh, but Brother Andy, that, that cuts into my Saturday night party time. If God can't be there, why are you? Never mind. And this is the one I love the most. Wait a minute, I got to stay behind the pulpit on this one. This is the one I love the most. I'm going to get in so much trouble on this, I know it. Brother Andy, my finances are in ruins.
Do you, Brother Andy, do you think you can sit down and help me figure out why my finances is turned upside down and inside out and which way? Let me go ahead and tell everybody my first question that I'm going to ask. My very first question. And if the answer is yes to this, because there's many times that it is yes. Oh, I was supposed to be behind the pulpit. Okay, somebody throw something. I, I'm a walker. Did anybody know that? My first question. And if the answer is no, we stop right there. We're going to address that. My first question is, do you pay in your tithes and, did y'all hear the word and? I'm glad somebody heard the word and. And offerings. No, but, but, but no, I don't, no, I don't. And, and I can't afford it right now. God is wanting obedience. And if you want God to bless in your finances, God is wanting obedience. But Brother Andy, I can't afford it. I can't afford not to. Hello? The tires on the car may have to wait. I'm going to pay my tithes and offerings. That next grocery pickup may have to be pushed a day or two. We're going to pay our tithes and our offerings. I am... How old am I? 42 years old. Who said 45? I'm going to throw something. You're fired. Again. Sixteen years old. Y'all don't tell my wife I told this story. Sixteen years old. And I, I, I worked at a radio station because I had the face for radio. That's right. I worked Tuesday, Thursday afternoons and Saturday morning. I got a whopping, y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? I got a whopping $6.50 an hour. I made big money. And now a McDonald's is hiring for $31 an hour. There's a McDonald's. I don't remember where it's at. I got to go find it again. They're hiring. They got a sign on their very front door. It says we're hiring $31 an hour. I'm going to tell you something. Half of you trying to find that McDonald's right now. Y'all just quit listening to me, didn't you? That McDonald's is going to have, it's not going to be McDonald's no more. It's going to be the Coosa Valley Mac. I got my paycheck one week. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. There was somebody was sick and I had to work another night. Boy, I, had, I made big money that week. I, call, I got my paycheck on Friday. I called my girlfriend up at the time. No, it wasn't Sister Gary. I called my girlfriend up at the time. I said, hey, we ain't got to choose this week about movies or dinner. We getting both. I got a big check this week. 
Big spender. We went to Crystal's. That's when Crystal's actually was good. I don't know what it... Oh, I'm on live feed. I'm so sorry. Depending on how they cook it, it still is at times. Depending on who it is. I, I'm, I'm going to finish this up. and I'm, I'm telling you this. Okay, watch. I decided that week... I don't have to pay my tithes this week. God will understand. Because I'm getting dinner and a movie this week. Do you know what happened before Sunday? Because I'd already made it up in my mind I was not paying my tithes that week. Do you know what happened before Sunday? Friday night was the date. I'd spent my tithe money on the date. Uh, worse. I had two flat tires. Do you, yes, I do. Do you know how much it costed? To get, yeah, costed. Four of you caught that one. Do you know how much it costed for the two tires? And I did not go and get brand new either. I did not get brand new I got the ones that they, what is that called when they put, they cut the, they cut the groove back in it? Yeah. I got some, I didn't get noons. I got recaptains. It costed me three times what my tithe would have been. Do you know what I did the next two weeks? <laughs> I doubled my tithe. Why? I didn't want no flat tires again. Have you ever had a flat tire since then? I sure have. But guess what? The money was there to fix it. But brother Andy, you don't you don't know how much you don't know how much I make. You don't know how much I make. You don't know how much I make either. But I can promise you one thing: when you give to God, but brother Andy, the Bible does the New Testament doesn't talk about that ten percent. No, it talks about hundred percent. If you really want to get in the nits and gritty of it, okay. But the Bible in the New Testament also says, Give as God has blessed. Guess what? And I don't mind telling you, the Lambert household does not give God 10%. We give a whole lot more. Why? Because God has blessed us. And do you know what? When the tire goes flat... Oh, I can't, I can't afford... No, I can afford it. Why? Because God blesses that that I keep more than if I'd have kept 100%. Brother Andy, would you please get off of finances? No, because I'm going to take... I'm going I'm to ask you this question in closing. I'm going to ask you this question in closing. And if the answer is yes, I want you to stand. I got, I got a couple of them, so hang on to all of them, okay? 
The answer is yes to all of these. I want you to stand. I got several of them. Do you want God to bless you spiritually? Do you want God to bless you physically? Do you want God to bless you emotionally and mentally? Do you want God to bless you financially? Would you stand? Brother Michael was the first one up. My next question might would be, my next question might would be is, are you paying in your tithes and offering? But I wouldn't want anybody to lie. But my question is this. Are you living in obedience to God? We want to keep the blessings, but do we really want to work for the blessings? Brother Andy, our, our, our salvation is without, without works. It's by our faith. Absolutely. But you want the blessings of God after your salvation. Did anybody hear me? After your salvation, do you want your blessings? Hello? After your salvation, do you want the blessings? There's a work cut out for you. The question is, are you doing what God has called you to do? The question is, are you being obedient to God? I'm not talking about just your finances. Would you bow your heads and would you pray with us, dear Heavenly Father? God, as we come to you again today, Father, your word has gone forth as you have given it to us. Sure, we did not stay on an outline, but I believe, God, that you have impressed on us a direction that you would have us to go, what you would have us to do. And God, right now I'm praying that as your word has gone forth, I pray, Father God, that you would resonate into the hearts and lives of each one that is sitting here under the sounding of our voice or joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that you will tug at our heartstrings. It's not about our salvation, but it is about being obedient to you. It is about taking a hold of and getting rid of the spiritual sickness and about getting a hold of you and allowing you to be Lord in our lives. Because God, I want to keep the Pentecostal blessing. As you're still praying, if there's anyone that needs to be anointed and prayed for this morning, as we're still praying, if there's anyone that needs a special touch from God, these altars is open. These altars is a place to receive from God. These altars is a place to really get a hold of God and allow God to touch in your life one more time. God, I pray right now that you'll tug at the heartstrings of everyone. That you'll tug at the heartstrings of each and every one. And God, I praise you and I thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If there's anyone that needs to be anointed and prayed for, would you come today? You need, you need God to touch and you need God to move in your life. Would you come? Those that have joined us on live feed, thank you so much for being a part of our services. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer.